Sarah, I'm going to hand over to you straight away. I just want to know, to introduce yourself, and I want to know a little bit about you and how you got into the fitness industry in the first place. Not even Les Mills, but how did you start? I actually started um, with a real love for dance, and I trained and then worked as a professional dancer for a small time. Um, but throughout that whole time, I always had a really strong passion for fitness and health and looking after myself through there. So when I started teaching dancing, it was a really natural step to start teaching group exercise and right. fitness. And then really it just grew from there. And my passion for fitness took over from teaching the dance, and, and yeah, it's just evolved and, and gone on, really. Wow. What type of dance did you do? So I trained in contemporary dance and classical dance. Okay. Yeah, and then I worked on cruise ships for a little while. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so it was great fun, travelled a lot. Mm. Um, but it's, yeah, it was the, the, the world of dance that I probably found challenging. Yeah. Um, just the competitiveness of it. And, yeah. you know, what I loved about it was moving to music. And so what I found through group fitness was I was still able to share that. Um, but not that, you know, from with a different reason for doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 People. And it's, I suppose there's, yeah, there's less pressure, I guess, in a way as well with that. Yeah, less pressure. I mean, there's certainly other pressures mm -hmm. that come along in the fitness industry. And 100%. In, yeah, I mean, and in group fitness. And then once you, you know move on with your career and, and move up to a presenter level or trainer level then yeah there's other pressures and still sometimes some similar pressures that you might have felt in the yeah. dance world but yeah the, the reason why and the helping other people is is what's so great in the fitness industry yeah I suppose it does get pretty competitive in in your line of work when you start moving up in a chain and something like Les Mills I suppose it gets quite that way yeah it does but in in a good way because Everyone that comes into the industry really genuinely does it for the right reasons. That they're passionate about health and fitness. You know, our why at Les Mills is for a fitter planet. And I think if you ask anyone who's in the fitness industry, you know, their main reason is they want to share that with others. But of course, with that comes that drive to want to be the very best. And especially with the Les Mills trainers and presenters, they're there's that competitiveness to want to be the best that they can be. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's grown like rapid as well. I know it's been around for a while, yeah. but it seems to have reached like a fever pitch in the last few years, I guess. I, I just, I'm so aware everywhere I go of, of all the Les Mills stuff and people are. Like I went to Asia last year working mm. for Technogym and I'd flown 15 hours, got to Manila, and there were guys in the gym with Les Mills clothes on, they knew the new Tory, they, it's incredible. Like, the reach is unbelievable. It is, and I guess that's what's now so great about it, that you can go anywhere, wherever you go in the world, actually there's this, like you say, you'll see people wearing the gear or in the classes, enjoying it, and there's that feeling of belonging and, and, and that great group fitness experience. And you're right, it has. I, I started teaching Les Mills a almost 20 years ago wow. now um, and it's evolved and changed our programs have changed and evolved so much there's so much research that goes behind it as well um, but also yeah I mean it's I think the nation and the world are just more aware of health and fitness and and it's an experience coming to a, a Lismore's class mm. well hopefully anyway yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was something I'd had in my head to ask you was 
was why, why Les Mills? Like, why do you think of all the things that have taken off in the fitness industry and fallen to the wayside? Mm. Like, because we're not reinventing exercise. So no. why Les Mills? Why do you think that's got such traction? Yeah, and I asked myself this question. I also asked myself the question of why I'm still doing it 20 years yeah. later and still feel as passionate. Huge part of it is... Um, the why they're doing what they're doing so the reasoning behind um, why they continue to come up with group exercise classes to music mm-hmm. um, and that is you know, you know from Jackie and Philip who own and run the company it really does come from that wanting to get more people moving and mm-hmm. fitter of course it's a business and you know there's a big part of that as well so the intention is so great but then the, what falls in line with that is the quality you know and that continue continuous evolution of what we create so there's so much now scientific research behind the programs to make them as effective so they actually will do what they say they'll do if you attend them regularly and the creativity behind it and the music behind it Mm. it's you know so much money thoughts and ideas go into the product every single quarter and yeah and they just evolve and change with what's relevant in the fitness industry yeah so if I think back to when I started with Les Mills 20 years ago, the products look really quite different now. Yeah. Musically, you know, a squat's a squat, like yeah. you say. You know, but how you teach that, what you do with it, you know, and, and the different things you can change it with the choreography. Mm. So, yeah. It's, it's interesting. You're saying about change with the times. Like since, I guess, what is it? I guess maybe six years since mm. Tori's been a part of it. So yeah. obviously that means your partner is a part of it too. Yes. Um, but it's, I think we've seen grit. Yeah, come along, huge uh, which is obviously of... diving onto the massive wave of of hit, yeah. hit fitness. Yeah, um, and then Bar is a recent one. Yeah, so again, it's another another thing that is is really making waves. Yeah, um, there's been there's been a number Sprint is yeah. another one. Yeah, so and then they've moved a lot a lot of sort of um, I think a long way into the like immersive and virtual mm. world. Like I've done trip recently for the, yeah. a couple of times, and it's it's almost freaky how you feel you're going downhill <laughs> and stuff like that, and your bike's not moving anywhere. Yeah. But it's um, do you see that as a major fixture in a lot of classes going forward? Yes, and I know how passionate Philip and Jackie are about this, keeping it incredibly modern, and mm. how are we how can we reach those millennials and now we've got the gen z what is it that really pulls them into wanting to move and and stay active um and i know they're both uh, philip especially really passionate about that the technology side of things so the immersive stuff the hit training as well and sprint yeah i mean it's it's what definitely what's here to stay i think how is how it's going to keep evolving and changing yeah yeah it's i think it's very interesting like it's you know if you think to anybody um you say to anybody over 20 uh, under 20 that you know wi-fi wasn't really a thing Mm. you know it's that's that's unfathomable i know so to think that you couldn't just google something or youtube it or whatever is is crazy to them so it makes sense we're trying to reach those people and what do you think um as far as if we're looking at all of that side side of things the instructor is still obviously vital yeah so what what do you think as far as the classes that Les Mills offer makes them 
an experience, as you said. Like, what do you think the main things are? Okay, so I would say, you know, what Les Mills does is provides fantastic tools for the instructor to use. You've got this great choreography, this fantastic music. Mm. It's it's been tried and tested. So again, like I said, it's effective depending yeah. on what that workout is and what it says it's going to do. And then, of course, we provide the best possible training we can. So it's how we provide that training and the continuing education. So our instructors have to continually come and update themselves and go to workshops um, and that's a part of them maintaining their certification as an instructor but it really does come down to the instructor as an individual mm. you know, we can provide them with all of the best tools possible but it's their passion and their drive and their love for it and, and you know why they're doing it as well that ultimately creates an incredible experience yeah and do you think it took a bigger jump again like another jump on top when Reebok came along because that gave a massive identity to, yeah. to all the instructors. I see it everywhere. The things that Tor wears and suddenly people are wearing them and you see that. Yeah, that? yeah, definitely. And I think it's been a great partnership for that and for people to feel like there's, you know, that they're belonging to something that, you know, instructors, they can wear what the trainers are wearing, they mm. can wear what the presenters on the filmings are wearing. And again, wherever you are in the world, it's kind of that familiar, you know, brand. But it's great to have clothing that's designed for the workout as well. That's what's yeah. been so great about the partnership. So people can really have some kit that, you know, fits in with whether they're doing bar or whether they're doing body pump yeah. or, or hit training. So it's good. Yeah. I think it stays as well, it's nice it stays in its lane to a yeah. degree as well. So it's not like the bar thing was there was when they first started doing that, it was almost like, well, how far into ballet are we trying to push people here? Yeah. And that I think towed the line really, really well. Yeah. And that's, it's um, obviously a huge amount of thought goes into that. But firsthand, like I've been to New Zealand when, when she's been filming mm. and it's just from start to finish, it's professional. Everywhere you go is, yeah. it's, it's amazing how it's not, this isn't luck. Like it's incredibly no. professional start to finish. Mm. And that really comes across, I think. Yeah, I mean now it's really a well-oiled machine, mm. you know, in, in terms of the filming, of the products, the preparation that goes into that, the teams that are involved with preparing the presenters for that, and then like you say, and then the quality of the, the finished product that comes out. But for them, you know, they're 20 years on now, having done it every three months. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like you say, it's like, but for them also, what's great when you go to New Zealand is, to them, it's the norm, you know? It's yeah. their everyday thing. So, you, you know, preparing for filming, for us, it's like, a, it's exciting for them, but it's this incredible it's a experience. Yeah. yeah. And they're filming in a gym that it's business as usual. Members are coming and going and filming's going on in a huge studio. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's amazing. Like, it was like a Tuesday lunchtime and they'll have 160 people in doing body pump. Yeah. It's bonkers. Yeah. The thing that, that I think as well is is that they almost seem blissfully unaware of the impact. Like instructors there seem to have no real concept. They come to Europe and see how many people flock to classes and how big it is. And you know, you can go to, you know, fill in the blank, Elisa Osborne's body attack class on a Wednesday or whatever, and they have no idea that she's yeah. some worldwide phenomenon in that industry. It's yeah. crazy. It is, yeah. But and I guess that's what's quite nice as well, and probably keeps them yeah. a bit more grounded, um, because you're absolutely right. In New Zealand, you know, to them, it's just their regular body attack class with their regular teacher. Yeah. And you're right, they, they're not aware, they're not always aware of how global it is and how big it is. Yeah. Um, it's nice to see though it's, yeah, yeah it is it really is yeah it's, it has such a family feel in yeah. New Zealand as well and they're incredibly welcoming yeah um, for anyone that goes and visits and people visit from all around the world just yeah. so they can go and 
see it for themselves. The film, yeah. filming weeks and whatever. Yeah. So we're skipping ahead a little bit. You're now the head trainer. You've been in yeah. that role about a year, 18 months? It's actually just over two years Is now. it really? Yeah, wow. I know. It's flown by. That has flown by. Yeah. I remember when you were going through that process and, you know, we tour wasn't sure who the next boss was going to be or whatever. <laughs> um, so was that always in your mind? Like when you knew that Dave was going to be moving on to the States, was that always in your mind or no? It, do you know what? It wasn't in my mind. It wasn't. I didn't have this thought process while I was on the team of. Oh, I'd really, I really want to be head trainer. What I always felt was I'd had a lot of experience. I'd been privileged to work with Jackie and um, go to the museum for filming, and I absolutely loved what I did. Mm. And I wanted. Always felt like okay. So what more can I give? Um, and maybe I'm a little bit of a believer in fate sometimes, I think. So in, in my mind, I was at a point in my life where I was thinking, well, what's going to be next? What can I do with all of this passion and knowledge and experience I have with Les Mills? Um, but I didn't really know where to channel it. And then, as I said, it was almost like, okay, something's just dropped a new plate. And I really challenged myself whether it was what I wanted to do, whether I could do, um, but it felt like an opportunity that I couldn't just let pass by you yeah. know, to challenge myself and to, and, and then to grow my own skill set and develop myself too and, and to work and support with the team. Yeah. Because that's so, so great. Your role is not just UK, is it? It's you do a lot of other... Uh, yeah, well, we, I look after the Russian team, so they come under us, and for the past year I've been looking after the Middle East trainer presenter team so yeah last the last year has been really busy yeah i've, I've um toed and froed between the uk and um the middle east dubai and i've also been out to russia a few times as well to work with the team so it has been a busy year but an incredibly exciting year yeah, yeah really and again i say the same word but a real privilege to be able to work with people in the industry from around the world yeah um, that like you say then a totally different culture different lifestyle different upbringing but that passion for lesbians and fitness it's there it and translates it's, yeah it translates and it's just great yeah. so yeah it's been a great year yeah. so the, the, the Middle Eastern team is fairly fledgling right it's quite a new thing yes well it's you know Lesmos has been in the Middle East for a long time but it was only a two years ago that Lesmos International brought them back to sit directly under their management and looking after so it 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 did completely change in how it was run. So yes, it, it's fairly small. So if you think about the, the trainer, assessor, presenter team in the UK, we've got about 140. In the Middle East, there's about 35. Okay. Now. And that's grown, that's doubled in the last year since I've been there. So when I went out there, it was about 19. Wow. Yeah. And, and they're on a steep growth as well with us and also going into Saudi Arabia as well. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, so what sort of... What do you think as far as what's your ethos in terms of, I don't know what, I guess I'm trying to put it, the, the remit you have to be able to change things and grow things and nurture people and whatever, because yeah. you obviously will have a different approach to the you know, previous head trainer. What's yeah. your kind of vision for what you want to achieve with this role? Um, 
always my vision and always my and I always think it doesn't really matter what I'm doing I always want to deal with people with a great deal of care and respect mm-hmm. um, so fitness is my passion and, and I wholly believe in it for the health of the body and the mind so that's really important to me too but I really see my role as empowering others to be the very best that they can be so at Les Mills we're passionate about quality we're passionate about um, providing the best products to our instructors but helping them to be the very best they can be and for me that can only happen if I'm doing that with the training team that are leading them so you know I see my role as very much there as guidance and support to help nurture and grow every single individual on the team so that they can achieve their goals um, and then and then of course raise the standard of what we're doing that that then just mirrors off and goes through to instructors yeah so yeah for me it's it's about great deal of care and then empowerment really to help every individual on the team achieve what they want to achieve it's got to be it's got to be a difficult role with that many people like trying to to balance i mean i don't not use this in 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 terms of like egotistical but the egos on the team the different personalities on the team and you know what each stage of the career they're at and where they want to go and all that kind of stuff and I've no doubt some people feel like they could have been given more and some people feel like they're given it's got to be tough with that many people it is it is and it has its challenges Mm. um and it's probably I always think in a management role or leadership role or whatever you want to call it when you're leading a team of people you probably can't have a team of more emotional people but they're emotional because they're so passionate about what they do and they're emotional because they believe so much in it and they so much want to be the very best that they can be so all of those things you talked about do comes I know it comes from the right place so my role is just to really try and channel that and help them to channel all that and figure out how they can use their energy their ambition in the right way so Mm. that they can achieve what they want to achieve but it will give them longevity as well Um, but yes keeping things that idea of fairness and is is often really hard as well because sometimes like you say it's a big business you have to make a decision that might not always seem fair but it will be the best decision for the business or for what we're trying to achieve as well yeah um yeah. So how does, um, I don't know if it's changed since, since, um, since she went through it, but how does the, the process work? You go to your IMT, initial module training, yeah. and if, so if I want to be on the presenter team, what's my kind of, is there a, a set journey that I have to go through? How does it kind of work? Yeah. I know people will be listening up to this <laughs> bit now. Yeah, do you know what? There's not everyone, there's obviously you get asked this a lot by yeah. instructors and, and there's not a set journey because ultimately what I'm looking for to join this team is great deal of talent and, and that can just be, you know, but also great work ethic and professionalism, so attitude as well. Mm. Um, and yes, so of course you will have had to have gone through your instructor journey. So that will be initial module training. What we have now is AIM 1 and AIM 2, which is changing next year to advanced I training. I to come back to that. Okay. So of course I would expect and we would expect you to have been through your instructor journey. Then it really is a case of the work you're putting in. Are, are you doing work on developing yourself? Are you in touch with our tribe coaches and doing work with them? Um, are you coming to your upskills, to your quarterly workshops? And, and often the trainers and the team will just spot those instructors that come regularly, that are really um, interested in what's going on and developing themselves. Mm. Um, and then we run an audition process. 
So we run an audition process to invite people to a boot camp. Right. So okay. the audition process is you, you're invited. People ask, well, how do you get invited to audition? I, I reach out to my trainer team because they're all around the country all the time and, and let me know, have they seen anyone? Have they been working with anyone? See. Yeah. We also have tribe coaches that you know we're very aware of how they're doing and, and, and what they're doing. Um, and you get invited to audition where you'll come along for a day. You, you'll only get to teach one track. Wow. Then, yeah. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> That's it. We actually did it this week on Monday and Tuesday. Right. We had some auditions. Um, and from that, we either invite you or not to come along to our boot camp, which is a two-day um, recruitment process. Okay. And over those two days, you'll spend two days with us and we'll do lots of workshops where you'll be teaching, you'll be presenting education, you'll be learning, you'll be coaching and feedback. And then off the back of that, you may or may not be invited onto the team as a presenter but we talk and call these guys the first guys come on the team as rookies yep. and you have six months to go through a rookie journey and then you need to be then signed off to be officially on the team wow so that's, <laughs> it's, it's that's quite an a epic journey yeah it is but it's there's big rewards there's big things yeah. to achieve it's a big status to have and you yeah. can't just let anybody do it so it makes sense so with the rookie journey, is that where they'll teach they'll shadow courses? They'll teach a percentage of it, and that yes, on, is that right? Yes, that works? yes. So we'll normally do it through quarterly workshops. They'll have they'll go along with an experienced trainer. They'll teach parts of it. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll shadow all they'll teach, and they'll receive lots of coaching and feedback on that. And then eventually, they'll have to do one on their own, where another trainer is watching and, and coaching and giving feedback. And from that process, it's great that you know come on the team. I see. And how many people would you think you? tend to get on like a boot camp um we normally tend to get around between 20 and 30 okay um and then you're gonna ask you say so how many uh, do we then say. yeah how many do we then end up taking on do you know what it's very difficult to say and what i also have to look at is what what are the needs of the business yeah and what what will the needs of the business be in one year's time because as you just heard the process of actually getting them upskilled and ready to be really relevant and, mm-hmm. and working out there on their own takes a good year um but what normally happens, I've run a lot of boot camps now, at different parts of the world, and you generally will end up taking between a third and a half of the people wow. that attend okay. the boot camp. And do they, like that number probably diminishes a little bit after that rookie journey? Some don't quite make Some, it? Some, yep, there is that. And, and, and it's a two-way thing. As you say, Stu, it's a lot of hard work as well and, yeah. and, and pressure. It's easy to think you've made it now. Yes, yeah. yeah. So we'll either lose people because they just don't put the work in. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of preparation and work behind the scenes. Or it could be their professional behaviour is a reason they don't get through. Or they might decide, it doesn't often happen, but rarely that they might just decide it's maybe not the right time for them or they can't commit in the way they might need to. Yeah, yeah it's a big commitment, I think yeah. it's, um, and it's, it's obviously, you know, you, going back to you saying how much is passion and wanting to make a difference, there are late night travels and weekends and, you know, no, no more than, than you, no person's doing that more than you are. So it does yeah. take a toll. It's difficult to do. And I think people can kind of go into it looking at the glitz and glamour of I'm going to be on the filmings and it's not always the case, obviously, yeah. but it's, um, that does, it's difficult. It's hard yeah. work and it's hotels and 
It's not easy. It's not, and it's quite lonely as yeah. well. Yeah, you know, having done it myself for many, many years, you know, like you say, you have these incredible moments where you're on stage at Lesmond's Live, or if you're very lucky mm. enough to be invited to filming, but they are small moments yeah. throughout the year. You know, the huge chunk of what we're doing is training and educating other instructors, which requires moving around the country, delivering two days worth of training from eight in the morning until six at night. Yeah. And it's pretty exhausting. Yeah. And then you're going back to a hotel room on your own and, yeah. and then you start again and then you arrive late home on a Sunday night and then your, your week starts. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. It is. It, it's tiring and there's, there's a big commitment there and it's, it's weekends, a lot of weekends. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and that's what I always think, you know, that's where the passion comes in because the, the, the training team just absolutely commit their all to this mm -hmm. and they're very happy to give up the weekends because they love doing the job. They love going and sharing it with other instructors. Yeah. Yeah, and the it's, rewards are great. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's interesting because we've, you know, obviously being, being in a relationship and then seeing her go off and do her thing, you inevitably, you end up going out for dinners and whatnot with other couples who do the same stuff. Yeah. And there's, there's always, it seems to be, I kind of sit back because I'm not, I'm not in the Les Mills world really. So I sit back and, and the, 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 all of them share something, you know, whatever that something is, there seems to be that same spark of passion or whatever, like you said, yeah. across the whole thing, which is great. Everyone that I've met yeah. you know, has, has, has had the same sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. And it's really a, a treasured uh, time, I think, whenever you're with, when you get to be with the team, because yeah. they are a unique bunch of people. Yeah. And actually that shared feeling value um, really bonds the team together, members of the team mm. and um yeah, that's what makes the job so great as well, to yeah. be able to share it with all those different individuals. And they are all so different as well. Yeah. So what do you see? Um, you haven't got to give me any kind of uh, insight I shouldn't know about for Les Mills. <laughs> but what do you see the next sort of 12 months bring in, in, in this, not even just in this industry, but in, or in Les Mills, but in, what do you see in, in the industry as such? Yeah, I th probably I really see, you know, and, and when I look at the industry and when we look at, okay, what's impacting Les Mills, the biggest, I think, upsurge of um, products within the industry has been the boutique gyms. Yes. You know, and, and the unique classes they're offering and who it is they're getting to run those classes. So it might not be a group fitness instructor. It might be a performing artist that's a yeah. singer, a dancer, an actor, and actually how packed these classes are and what they're offering. So I think that can only go. And I think probably in Les Mills with our bar, mm -hmm. with our grit, you know, with Sprint, I think you might even see other products that sit more in these areas where they're a little bit more unique yeah. and specific, but will appeal to those people that want something a little different and really relevant and modern and new. Um, yes, and how we how we teach it as instructors as well. Mm. So I know you mentioned about advanced training, but we've yes. got this new advanced training and it's really talking to that side of teaching as well. The experience, it's going to become a real experience. Yeah, because that's, I, I was going to say, there's two things, two ways to look at those boutique markets for you as a Les Mills trainer. You could look at it and go, oh, that's a big threat to us. Or there's an opportunity here that we could branch into this. Yeah. And it's... Um, 
it's it's that's definitely not going anywhere the barry's boot camp yeah. to the world the one yeah. rebels to be able to go in and almost go what is this lightning in a bottle like how do i get this because yeah. this experience it is yeah and whether it's uh, you know a case of a lot of the soul cycles won't even be they'll be auditioning the right person then training them to be the right person on the bike as opposed yeah. to just finding an instructor and trying to give them the personality so that's i think you're, you're absolutely right it's not going anywhere um but it's the, I think it's the experiences that you can create within mm. a, a group setting uh, it can be relatively restricted if the mm. environment's not right. Mm. I've taught spin classes on, mm. on the gym floor and yeah. it's not the same as being in a dedicated studio. Yeah. So how do, do you have to mitigate for that in any way? Like, um, yeah, you know, what we can't do is, just, like you say, Les Mills are never going to be able to compete with the boutiques with a completely different product and yep. brand. But there's a clear desire for that out there, and it's how people are enjoying to exercise. And if we want to stay really relevant, we have to listen to that. But mm. you're absolutely right. What is very difficult to, to take that style of class and drop it into a, a mainstream gym or club because they don't have the facilities yeah. that goes, go along with that. So then it comes back to what's the product that we do design so it's about trying to create that product that that gives you a flavor of that and taste of that and then how the instructor trying to give the instructor the tools and skills to teach it maybe from a slightly different place but we are also um really talking to a lot of clubs about how they design their studios so we are also i do think the studio, the experience element comes to sound systems, comes to what, you know, what the room looks like, what the floor's like, what's the colour in the studio, what's the lighting. Yeah. We're talking an awful lot to clubs around that as well because we wholly realise that's what people want now. They want an experience while they work out, yeah. enjoy it, and that's what really pulls them in as well. Was that never a, a, like a, an option on the table for Les Mills? You go into New Zealand and it's Les Mills gyms. And yeah. of course, they're on the classes. Yeah. Over here, it's a license in a club to use the Les Mills classes at a David Lloyd or a Virgin Active or fill in the blank. Yeah. Does that, it, was it not ever a thought to kind of go, why don't we open Les Mills boutiques in the UK? Do you know what? It probably has been a thought, yeah. um, Stu, because you know, I know that Philip will be thinking about everything that's yeah. going on in the industry. You know, They keep their eyes and ears open with everything and do a lot of traveling around the world to see what's what's going on so there will be a reason why they haven't done that yeah i don't know the answer to that because probably the same thing has gone through my mind as well Uh, you know i think because again because of where the business began what the business is and like you say it's it's licensing the product they probably felt that maybe the two aren't going to work together i really don't know i suppose if you if you as if you are a a operator and you're a virgin that was virgin active david or whoever yeah and suddenly les mills itself opens around the corner you might be a bit miffed yeah and there is that as well we all Almost, you don't want to start to be a competitor to your partners, yeah. you know, to your club partners that you're working with, because actually, we're not just selling programs. What we're trying to do is really help their businesses. Yeah, you know, we partner with them so we can try and improve their businesses, and that's what it's about. So you're absolutely right. I don't think it probably wouldn't have aligned with how we're working with our club partners mm. and, and what we're doing with them. Yeah. So let's go on to um, the new advanced modules. Like, yeah. That, I'm sitting at home, and I'm going to be honest, your, your voice and Justin's voice and half a dozen other Tina's voice, 
is probably more common at the minute than my voice <laughs> at home, um, which is fair. It's, it's webinars and online training and a lot of internal searching seems yeah. to be on the menu at the moment. Yeah. So, so what's the kind of premise behind the new, in, um, what's, what's called advanced instructor? Advanced training, yeah. what's, what's the story there? Okay, so I think, it, you know, if, if you, it's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. If you, you want to ask, I say, why have Les Mills International designed this new training? They had two thought processes. What they really wanted was um, for instructors to have longevity in this industry. That was the first point. And the other one goes back to our conversation we were just having around what is it that takes it takes to really pack classes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, why is it that you can get 150 people, like you say, coming into class? What is it? And we want our instructors to pack their classes. So that's where the new content came from. And off the back of that, what we realized was we need to help instructors to think of themselves as leaders. They're leading a group of people. They become a fitness leader rather than an instructor. They need to think about their values and their beliefs so that they can really teach from an authentic place. Who are they? Why do they do what they do? Mm -hmm. Um, We can give them some tools, but sometimes you can be given tools and then you just teach it how you think it's going to be taught. How do you take those? How do you take those tools, but still teach it from your values and your beliefs, and, and how you want to express? And then it's around how do you show enjoyment and how do you enhance the experience? Yeah, yeah. Because there's there's some you you know you can go to a class and you can tell they they've obviously watched the release and they've yeah. scripted exactly what the and it's not authentic. There's a feeling that's different. Yeah. Um, and then other ones that, that kind of have clearly got the understanding of what they're trying to put across mm. and but still put their kind of flavour on it. Yeah. And I think that that you know there's a there has been, I guess, a thought along the across the industry for for some years where well I don't want to just be told what to do yeah whereas actually you've got some leeway here and I think that's happened in the choreography a little bit as well is it not like some of the classes are right you're going to do this move or this move and you're going to do it you know these are all your options do what you feel comfortable today instead of it being very prescriptive definitely and that's that's probably a big evolve and then you know Tori's really involved with Lesmos Tone which is one of our newer programs and just in there suddenly you've got a lot of choice with the choreography you can move tracks around, you can take some out and put something else in depending on, you know, the genre of people that you're working with. Yeah. And definitely that inclusivity. How do we get those people that aren't currently in the group exercise studio, how do we get them to come in? Because it can be a really scary environment. Yeah. And a massive part of that is how the instructor deals with them and the environment that they set. So definitely, yeah. The interesting one is, is it's almost like be careful what you wish for because people kind of go, oh, well, I want to be able to do this, that, and the other. And then now suddenly you can with things like tone where you've got these options and people go freaking out. I don't, whoa, what one do I choose? Yeah. And yes. It's a funny one how that works. Yeah, and that's what sometimes you, you know you create the own rod for your footwork I don't know what the saying is yeah because you're absolutely right and that's where the advanced training will really kick in it's almost like they become the leader you know they become the leader of that experience what is it that your class participants need yeah you know Les Mills are going to tell you what to do with them 
you decide what they need look around the room who's in the room yeah yeah what are they having a good time if they're not having a good time what do you need to do yeah yeah if someone's really struggling you know you can't just ignore them and carry on with your script like you say how am i going to reach out to them and really connect with them and a, a monday night class is going to have a completely different feel to a friday morning yeah, a absolutely. completely different feel yeah. um so i'm going to put you on the spot a little bit now yeah um do you ever get to teach still? I do, yeah. What do you, what ones do you so teach? So I teach, now? at the moment, I teach body balance and body pump okay. regularly, yeah. So if you could only teach one program mm. for the rest of your days, what would you, what's your absolute well, passion? It's, it's quite easy to, it's, it would be body balance. Yeah. Quite easy to answer for me. I, you know, genuinely love all of the programs and I still actively participate in many. So we were talking about grit mm-hmm. and I, in, because now in my role as head trainer I don't teach as much so it's for me it's fitting in my own training and I've really loved doing grit you know getting that hit training in 30 minutes a great workout maybe practice a bit of yoga or body balance after and it's fab yeah um but body balance yes it it sits so close to my heart because it was the one that I started with and just felt such a connection with initially and after dancing you know through into practicing some yoga and then yeah into body balance right and it's that mind body connection thing as well makes a massive difference i always feel way better for having done it yeah now, have you been practicing your body balance voice? Because last time we came over to your house, Mark, your <laughs> husband, was putting everybody to shame with his body balance voice. Uh, so I'll be getting another rendition of that later. <laughs> well, do you know what? I've worked hard over the years to get rid of my body balance have voice. Have you? Yes. Because, this is, and this is what so many instructors, you know, feel, well, if I'm stepping into body balance, which yeah. is our mind-body program, I need to use that calm feeling yes. that comes through in the voice. But actually, if you want that authentic, genuine experience you just need to speak in your voice yeah but you know we're doing it to music so it's then working with the music if the music is you know bigger louder fuller yeah. more passionate you know that can be changed in your voice but yeah i do my utmost to try and keep it as okay. conversational as possible and try and keep mark as quiet as yeah, possible yeah i like it <laughs> um cool so um if we have any people listening that are desperate, desperate to get into the Les Mills world. What can they do right now to start? It's very easy to start. They can just go onto our website and they can book a training. That's it. And That's they can it. do their training. Yeah, they don't need to have any pre-qualifications. They can book our training and do our training. What you'll find is then to work in the industry, you are likely to need a level two. Yep. Yeah. Qualification. Um, it, so then you would need to get that as well to be relevant within the industry. We don't require you to have that for our training, but the industry does require you to yeah. have that. But yeah, you can book. You Anyone can come and book on Amazing. our training. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Um, Sarah, thank you so much for oh, taking the time. Yeah, I really do appreciate it. And I know people are going to enjoy this one. So um, any final words for the listeners? Uh, I know. Just if you've not experienced one of our classes, get along to a local gym and, you know... It, I think sometimes what people don't realise with Les Mills is the breadth of what we offer. Yes. So there's almost something for anyone for, and for everyone. Um, and it can only... And it always takes a little while. You know, you have to give it a good few weeks to really... Because like anything new, it yeah. feels really strange to start with. But, yeah, the benefits and the rewards are just so great. Yeah. Um, so yeah you can definitely walk into a class and feel way out of your depth because everyone knows what they're doing and whatever but you got to leave all of that at the door yeah 